Welcome to this bonus edition of Bible Explained Verse by Verse. Today I wanted to talk about why God never anoints any woman to become queen in the land of Israel. Queens are a pagan tradition, and I'm not coming against anybody who's called queen because, you know, that's how their country is ruled or whatever, that's fine. But in God's order, in the order that he gave the Israelites for their government, which you wouldn't even really call a government, you would call it a priesthood with a kingship attached. You wouldn't really call it a government like we think of government because God would anoint the priest and then he would anoint the king and that's it. There's no high priestess, there's no queens in God's hierarchy on earth. And now, again, I'm not saying that it's evil if somebody became a queen or a princess, because that's according to a different hierarchy. That's a man-made hierarchy. But God's hierarchy that he established with the Israelites, which is to be a sign to all of us, doesn't include any female priests or queens. Deborah was judge over Israel, because in her time there was no man who was willing to follow the Lord like she was. And she was the only one who God trusted to put in a leadership position over Israel and be judge over Israel. But you'll notice a couple of things. He never anointed her to be a priest. He never anointed her to be a queen. And she herself understood that it was not her place to take the place of men. And that's why when the soldier told her, hey, I want you to march ahead of the army, otherwise I'm not going to go fight. She said, okay, if that's what you want, I'll do it. But because of that, you will be shamed because you will not be allowed to kill your enemy yourself. A woman will kill your enemy. And in fact, it came true. That was a curse on him. That wasn't a blessing. It was a curse because it was shameful that he, the leader of the army, could not kill the enemy that they were going after and that a woman killed that man. And it was God showing him, hey, if you don't want to use your testosterone, then I'll tell all of Israel you don't want to do it and I'm going to have a woman do your job. And this is the same thing that happened with Deborah herself because no man stepped up to the plate and answered the call of the Lord to be judge over Israel. God chose a woman. We also see a similar example with Balaam and the donkey. There was no man who came to Balaam and talked common sense to him. And Balaam was on his way to doom and destruction. So God opened the mouth of a donkey and let the donkey speak. And if it weren't for the donkey speaking, Balaam would have died that very day because he was walking straight into destruction. Sometimes when no man is willing to step up to the plate, God will choose somebody else that isn't normally a part of his plan. But that doesn't mean that his plan has changed. His plan is still the same. Donkeys are still donkeys, and women are still women. God loves women. He loves women every bit as much as he loves men. There's nothing wrong with being a woman. But we have to remember, God is not female. And if you want to learn more about this, go back to my bonus episode where I explained that God is male. It's one of the first bonus episodes. And I thoroughly explain the proof that God is male and not female, and he's not both either. He's not male and female like a lot of people teach. The Bible is consistent in every reference to the Lord that he is always male, period. God is our father, not our mother. There is no mother of God, contrary to what the Catholic Church says. There is no mother of God and there never was. Yes, 
Mary gave birth to Jesus, but Jesus created Mary, and Jesus existed from before time began, and he created the entire world millennia before Mary was born. So she did not give birth to God. She gave birth to the human form of Jesus on earth, but she did not give birth to God because you can't give birth to somebody who created you and who knew you millennia before you were born. That's not possible. So there's no such thing as the mother of God. And in God's hierarchy, there is no queen because everybody in God's hierarchy represents him and he is 100% male. Now, I'm not saying that he has sexual organs. Absolutely not, because he doesn't reproduce. He is one, but he is male from a spiritual perspective. It's a spiritual persona of male that God has. And this means that we understand him as a father, as a leader, as a judge, as a high priest, as a king, but we don't look up to him in any female form. Now again, that does not mean that we should go around hating women and forcing women to dress a certain way or act a certain way or never talk. It doesn't mean women bashing at all. God loves women. And in the New Testament, you're going to see a lot of female saints that followed Jesus and served him and were very instrumental in spreading the gospel. And today, there are female saints doing the same thing. And that is awesome. And we will have our rewards. Those females of us who serve the Lord will have rewards when we get to heaven, just like the men will. But he is God. He's not a woman. Talking about the titles of kings, I want to go over it a little bit. We have King Saul, King David, and then King Solomon. And all three of those kings were kings over all 12 tribes of Israel. So they're each just called king. That's their title, king. But when the kingdom of Israel splits so that you have a king over Judah and the Levites and another king over the other 12 tribes called Israel, then the titles become king of Israel or king of Judah. Whenever the Bible says king of Israel, you know this is after the kingdom split and that king is only king over 10 tribes. He is not king over all 12 tribes. But when it simply says King Saul or King David or King Solomon, then we know they were over all 12 tribes. And if the Bible says king of Judah, then we know that that king was only king over Judah and the Levites. There is no queen of Israel, there is no queen of Judah, and there is no queen in the Bible anywhere over the tribes of Israel. That title didn't exist. However, there were a few women, about three of them, Athaliah being the most wicked, who pronounced themselves to be queen when the kingdom split up. Jezebel pronounced herself queen over Israel, Athaliah pronounced herself queen over Judah, and then there was a third one in Judah, Asa's mother proclaimed herself to be queen, although she was never anything except the mother of the king. The reason these pagan women did this is because that's how it was in the other nations. In the pagan nations, whoever marries the king is the queen. But in God's order, there is no queen. However, there might be queens today who don't consider themselves pagan, but the tradition of being called queen is a pagan tradition. It is not a Christian or a Jewish tradition at all. Esther, we can call her Queen Esther because she was not queen over the Jews. 
she was queen over there in Assyria. And it was according to pagan tradition. And in fact, she was named after the goddess Ishtar. That's why her name is Esther. It's a derivation of the name Ishtar. She had a pagan name and a pagan title. However, that wasn't under her control. She didn't assert herself that way. She was placed that way against her own control. So she isn't a sinner for doing that. But the other three wicked witches, literally witches, because they all practiced witchcraft, who asserted themselves as queen in Israel were all false. They were fake. God doesn't have queens. That's just what I wanted to explain to you today. But God absolutely loves women. Paul said in the New Testament, there is no male or female in the kingdom of God. He didn't mean that literally there's no male or female. What he meant is there's no partiality between male and female in the kingdom of God. There's no partiality. Women aren't the reason that men sin. Men don't have to control their women in order to be in a good light with God. That's all false doctrine. That's all cult teaching. The many cult churches who oppress women are sinning by doing that. In the New Testament, there's no oppression of women whatsoever. However, you'll notice that no women are named apostles in the New Testament. There are women prophetesses, and there are women pastors, teachers, and leaders, but there's no women apostles in the New Testament, because that's the highest link in the hierarchy of the church in the New Testament. The highest position is apostle, and there isn't one female apostle in the New Testament. There are female prophetesses. There are female church leaders in the New Testament. There are female teachers. There are female pastors, and I will name them by name when we get to the New Testament. But there is no female apostle. So women that walk around saying that they're an apostle, that's not true. However, there can be women teachers and other kind of women leaders, just like Deborah was a judge of Israel, and by proxy, that would also make her a teacher over Israel. When you're a judge, you discern between right and wrong between two parties, so you are literally teaching people the law. And that's what Deborah did. That was her occupation, teaching the law. However, the New Testament says that women are not allowed to teach their own husbands, because that would go against God's hierarchy. That goes against the priesthood. And I talked about that in another previous bonus episode where I discussed the roles of women in the church. Women are allowed to teach, but they're not allowed to teach their own husband. So you can go back to that bonus episode if you want to learn more. In the King James Bible, there are mistranslations. Yes, the King James Bible is an awesome Bible, but almost every time it talks about the roles of women, it mistranslates. What God actually said was not that a woman could not speak at all in front of men or teach any men. What it literally said was she cannot teach her own husband, and that's all it said. God loves all of us, and he loves women very much, but he is not a woman. He is not a queen. He is not a mother. And we need to get that straight to really understand him. We need to understand that he is our father and our king and nothing else. I hope that helps you. And again, go back to those other bonus episodes if you need more explanation because it's in there. God bless you.